0: end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. Why do I record with jingly stuff in my motherfucking car? I don't know. It just happens. You guys are so lucky. So lucky to have me. Oh, there we go. That's better. I always think that my earpiece, I have AirPods that I got for Christmas a couple years ago. Yeah, look, okay, I know they're probably not cool, but I don't give a flying fuck. They charge in the case. I don't have to pull cords away from my sweaty, sweaty body in the summertime. In the winter, they don't get stuck on my dicky. There's so many advantages to having airpods. And if you think they look like semen dripping out of someone's ears, there's something clearly very wrong with you. And that's okay. I come to you today, while I still can, just to update you on my life because no one cares and here I am. Everything's going to be fine. Everybody's Gonna stay where they are. They're not gonna leave the house. Everything's gonna be fine, except it's really not probably at all gonna be fine because we're all dependent on each other to stay safe during a pandemic. Look around. The least among us will be the undoing of us all. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think I just made that up. Is that a phrase? Did I just coin that? Can't be. No. I don't think. So. Anyway, let's pretend it did. Cause it's possible. I'm just gonna make the assumption that we're all gonna do our best no one's going to hoard toilet paper anymore and remember all those jokes we made at the russians expense about them lining up for bread and toilet paper i think someone's had the last laugh here and it's not us it's not it's not funny when it's happening to you i went to home depot today because i had to get some stuff and i'm a lesbian and it was calling me so i went it's my it played its siren song and i i went to the call it was important stuff i didn't go there willy-nilly for fun or entertainment i went because i had to get stuff okay so calm the fuck down karen since I was out, I debated on going to Walmart, and then I looked at the lineup to get into Walmart, and I thought, I'm okay. I was just hoping to find, you know, toilet paper. It's not an emergency for me yet, thank God, but it's going to be at some point, because we have a lot of bums and vaginas to wash and wipe at my house. And so I was looking for toilet paper and uh, Lysol wipes and hand sanitizer, which I don't feel like is going to happen anytime in the near future, and that's okay too. I'm just going to roll with it. We will figure it out. Get it, toilet paper, roll. Roll with it. Uh, okay, there's a couple of brief stories I want to tell you about, and I'm running out of time here. I don't know if you can tell by the quickening of my pace with my storytelling. Still haven't gotten to any fucking point, though, have I? No, no point. Uh, my mom is doing okay. Just wanted to update you. She did have a hiccup where she, I don't know what she ate, and she won't tell me because my mom is the biggest toddler you've ever met in your life. She's like a fucking 76-year-old, 3-year-old. Do you know what I mean? And she had a real big salt party of some fucking kind. And I weighed her one day and she had gained like five and a half pounds overnight. And I'm like, hmm, wow, your feet look like look like there's an ocean inside of them. I'm going to dose you with a pee pill. And she got really mad. She was really mad because when you take one of those, it's not something to be done lightly. Because like you pee every fucking like five minutes you are going to the bathroom. It is like a big thing. And that's a lot of aerobic activity for her. And I would just like to point out... The one woman whose life has not changed in any way, shape, or form is my mom. Little Miss Agoraphobic. <laughs> it's finally panned out for her, and I, I couldn't be happier for her. Her lifestyle has finally, finally worked out for her. Finally. She is the one who's making the best decisions. Sorry about the jingling. Oh, God, it made me laugh to think of that. She just cracked me up. There are a few stories I'm going to get to right now, starting now, because I only have seven minutes left till I'm at home. Number one being I have a sister, not Janice, who I have buddied up with in this family. And we take turns going to my mom's, although I'd say I do more of the quote unquote Lord's work there, which is a line I have stolen from Jackie and Lori of the Jackie and Lori podcast, which I also enjoy. But it made me laugh when they said it. So then I started using it. And now every third word between my sister and I via text is uh, Lord's work. Because it is. It is the Lord's work. Scrubbing your mom's vagina and asshole with a cloth in the shower is the Lord's work. Weighing her every day, making sure she's not going to die no matter how mean and bitchy she can be first thing in the morning. Because, you know, I do wake her up at 10. Selfish much? Like, fuck, you're not 17 years old. Get the fuck up. Anyway, just made me laugh because we call it the Lord's work. And that's what we've been doing. And my other sister, Janice, who you you may remember from such stories as uh, the Tupperware lady, where I had to call an ambulance because my mom uh, had some flash pulmonary edema. And I'm sitting in the ambulance while the ambulance drivers are figuring out which hospital we're going to. And my sister texted me about where her Tupperware lid was. So that's Janice, just in case this is your first show, because it could be, you never know. You might have uh, searched a fat, stupid, verbose lesbian on iTunes and here you are. So maybe this is your first show. It could be. I have not really talked to Janice in quite some time because I just, uh, a friend of the show, Rose, has pointed out to me that there's a gray rock or gray stone or some kind of method to deal with people who have uh, narcissistic personality disorder, which is, I'm going to venture a guess, Janice to a fucking tea. So I haven't really been talking to her and I made the mistake one day. My kids weren't at my mom's and uh, I had finished up about three and a half hours of the Lord's work, which includes laundry as well. And cleaning, mopping, sweeping, cleaning the bathrooms, changing the sheets, washing the sheets, like just lots of fucking stuff. And, you know, keep in mind, I already have to do that at my own fucking house. And shovel and all, you know, just I'm basically running two households, I would say, generally speaking. And I made the mistake because my kids weren't there and I was exhausted and I'm like, I'm going to have a beer. I've, I've started to brew beer from kits. I'm not like a super fancy intense. I have a brewery in my garage kind of person, but I I've chosen my three quarter life crisis to be making beer and using the little bits of grain that they give you to kind of steep in the water before you make the beer to make bread, which takes, I'm going to say like 18 hours start to finish to make the bread it's a lot of it's just sitting around and stuff but yeah it just i don't know sometimes i blink and i'm like is this is this me now like is this what i do like it's the end of the world and i'm like oh let me, i'll listen to the roads in winnipeg yeah that's about right oh that's another big one just get in my lane help yourself you don't need a signal fuck face Sorry, I didn't know I had that in me. It just happened. Where was I? Oh, right. Brewing beer, bread, loser. Okay, sum that all up. So I made the mistake of having a beer, which I don't usually do at my mom's house because I usually have to drive, but I knew I had a good two-hour window to stuff myself full of carbs and sit around. But the problem is I get chatty, and usually when she talks to me, I just go, yeah, no. I don't know. But this time I was too chatty. I... I opened myself up to conversation that I really shouldn't have, but I was just kind of tipsy and, you know, life didn't seem so bad. I don't think there was a pandemic in Canada at that point. And it's always OK when it happens to people far away that don't look like you and you can't empathize with them or their plight because it's not happening here. What virus could survive in the great white north? Turns out the coronavirus, in fact, that, that virus exactly is the one so she got chatty with me and she's telling me about her keto diet and can I just please like let people know maybe you don't know maybe it's just a thing that you know when you're on a diet it's all you can think about because you just want to eat all the time and all you want to think about is food so it's like the only thing that comes out of your mouth but let me just go ahead and tell the world no one fucking cares about your diet no one it is the most boring, mundane, stupid conversation piece ever. Ever. I, I don't fucking care. Eat. Don't eat. Fucking carbs. No carbs. Don't sit there and tell me you're on a fucking keto diet and then I see you eat a half a cake. Like, And I'm serious. Like, She, she is a spite eater, my, my sister Janice. Like there was one time I brought over lunch there. I can't even remember the details of it. I don't want to bore you. But she will eat things out of spite like if there's I don't know like I made stuffed mushrooms one time and there were like I think I made like 24 and I swear to god she ate the last 18 just to eat them all do you know what I mean I don't know I think it's kind of odd but like whatever we're all fucking weird one way or another she was boring the shit out of me with the keto diet talk that was my point sorry I got mistracked there mistracked that's not even a word sidetracked that's what I meant to say I got sidetracked uh she's boring me with her diet and all this stuff about keto this and keto that and it's like, oh just either fucking shut up or shut up and she has the gall to say to me a woman running two households with two young children, one of which sleeps, I'm gonna say, occasionally through the night, and I have a fucking dog. This dog, oh my god, I almost I literally almost punted him into the next fucking yard today. I was going to lose my mind. Last night, the fucking dog, Max the dog, the very expensive dog. Don't worry, he has a vet appointment coming up. I'm sure in these times of financial difficulty, the vet's going to say he won't need a dental. I don't think so. Not that I think my vet is like a money grubbing. Oh, look, that chick has a Yorkie. Maybe she, oh, she has two Yorkies. You know what she needs is a fucking third to shit in her house. Anyway, funny story. The dog didn't sleep last night. You know, the dog, you know, Max the dog, the very expensive dog who doesn't sleep. I think that is now his full name. Uh, He got on and off the bed, I'm going to say about five times yesterday, you know, about 1230, because he doesn't just get off the bed and then jump on the bed. He gets off the bed, uh, I don't know, inevitably shits downstairs and he gets back upstairs and he'll just whine at the end of the bed "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm," at, at the end of the bed. And, you know, I don't understand how he can get off the bed during the day with no problem. But for some reason, in the middle of the night, he needs to be carried into the bed. Uh, fuck off Max so I think it was around twelve thirty in the morning he did it again and I'm like I'm sorry man it's laundry room time okay like three four times you're fucking going in the laundry room so I grabbed his bed I threw him in the fucking laundry room and I went upstairs and he proceeded to bark uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say for about four hours which I don't blame him but I also feel like fuck off and then I get him in there at 12.30. 1.30 rolls around. I'm still wide awake because I can't sleep. I'm jammed up. And then uh, the stelometer wakes up and cries. So I go in there. And then I'm like, oh, it's so nice and cool in here. And the fan's running. And there's nice air, like, nice air circulation. And the fan's providing a very good humming noise to me. I thought, I'll just sleep here. I didn't sleep. I laid there till about 2.30 in the morning. And then I went into my own bed. And the whole time the fucking dog is barking and barking and barking and barking and barking. And I'm just, I'm just barely holding it together right now. You know, between the pandemic, us all about to die and shortages of toilet paper because people are fucking idiots, constantly worried and anxious, I'd say a good majority of the time. So I haven't slept. Uh, I'd say maybe I slept for three hours total, very broken sleep last night. So I wake up this morning and Sarah's like, well, uh, I know why Max the dog, the very expensive dog who shits all over the house and doesn't sleep oh wait is that his full name now let's make that his full name he he shit all over the house and i looked and yeah sure enough and it's not like you know dry kind of shit like his usual shit is very easy to pick up and leaves no traces it's like kind of like sad almost like shit but it's kind of diarrhea like and it's always on the carpet and i just uh anyway spent a good half hour cleaning that the fuck up i had my bag of dog shit and And paper towel and wet wipes and just, you know, paraphernalia from cleaning up dog shit. And he had the decency to at least sit there and fucking watch me clean it up as some kind of like weird dog power move. (sighs) So I take my bag of dog shit that was just recently in my house. And I go through the mudroom, which is also our laundry room, which is also where I lock the fucking dog. You know, Max, the dog, the very expensive dog who doesn't sleep and shits all over my house, that dog. And I step in a cold puddle of uh, dog diarrhea. In my bare feet, and that's when I almost kicked that fucking dog over the fence and just thought, "Fuck it, you live there now, but I didn't I didn't I just didn't I'm not that person I, I didn't, but I want you to know for a brief second uh, I fucking thought about it, and uh, I guess I didn't, so that shows growth I think that's great, and I'm not an animal abuser, so that's nice. and the other things I just wanted to briefly touch on because I am home now, that's why you don't hear the jingling anymore is homeschooling. I was home last week. This is t- technically spring break, and Sarah was on vacation this week, and I canceled my vacation so I could go to work. And last week, when I was home on a childcare leave that my work very generously offered to us, I'm very lucky, thankful every day that I'm a mailman, except, you know, November to, I'd say the end of January. I'm not very thankful, but right now I am extremely thankful for the job I have and the perks that come with it, because a lot of people are not nearly as fucking lucky. Last week, I came very close to murdering my children. There's a theme here, I feel like, physical violence. It's really not true. These are all hyperbolic statements. I don't really mean any of it. But there are just times where, you know, if your whole life is is in service to others, it it can kind of wear on you a lot. It can really, really wear on you. Like I heard a lady speaking and said, you need to fill your cup up to the brim and then serve people from the saucer like are you are you fucking stupid what woman balancing work and kids and extracurricular activities and running to households and taking care of elderly parents like i can't i can't even fill my cup like a quarter of the way because people are constantly taking spoonfuls of whatever desirable liquid i'm trying to fill my cup with it is it's phone drive right now okay so keep that in mind when i tell you this story I discovered that there is a passive-aggressive way to pick up crayons over over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, and I got suggestions when I posted that statement on Facebook of just throwing them the fuck out, and I really thought about that a lot. I didn't do it, but I thought about it, and I think the next time I'm going to take one person's advice and snap them in half and throw them in the garbage. The other thing that happened that made me kind of laugh my ass off and kind of lose my mind at the exact same motherfucking time was... Sarah's parents are the kindest, sweetest, most generous, gentle, wonderful people you'd ever hope to meet. Like, they are the sitcom parents. West End Winnipeg had a bunch of children, many of whom the product of immigrants, much like myself, who wanted those parents so badly. They're both teachers, both just amazing people. Like, they're who you want to be raised by. Well, up until, I'm going to say Sunday, then I just, I, I had a moment where I was very upset They had stored away, let me just say this, Sarah must have been a meticulous child. I have never seen so many complete sets of Barbie shit and toys. She had everything. She has a toy Barbie dinner plate, like service, like with a fork, a knife, a spoon, a goblet, these tiny little things. She had the full set, complete. She had everything meticulously put away and stored. It was amazing. It was like museum quality toys from the 80s. It was insane. I can't believe they were complete. She's like, yeah, I took good care of my stuff. I was like, holy shit. Like, that's amazing. And in this box of Barbie toys and shit, there were two, not one, two recorders. What kind of a fucking monster saves recorders? And I took the opportunity to text Sarah's mother. And I said, I wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart for saving two recorders in a box for 32 years so that I may have the opportunity of being tortured by them, by my children. So many years later. Thank you. Her response was, Oh, great. I'm sending over a drum kit for Malcolm. (laughs) I want to die. I want to die. Okay. That's it. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. I'm tired. I'm hungry. My feet hurt. My feet bled on Monday. I don't know what happened to my shoes or my feet. I just I could feel them getting ripped up after about the first block, but there's not much I can do about it because I don't have like, you know, three pairs of shoes in my truck and extra socks. But I got home and I ripped off bloody socks and then I looked at the back of my shoes and they were completely uh, covered in blood. So that was awesome, too. Really great. It's been a great couple of weeks. Really having a good time. Oh, and then I had Malcolm go to the museum of man and nature and he was explaining this thing to me. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's this thing. And like you push buttons and then an arm comes up and it like, hit the paper and make a mark of like a letter or a number. OK, what did it look like? What well, was black? And it had keys like a computer. But like the arm would come up and you couldn't erase mistakes. I'm like typewriter. Are you describing a typewriter? Yeah. Have you seen one of those before? I'm like four thousand million, jillion, billion, zillion years old. He was explaining a fucking typewriter to me. I want to die. I just want to die. Not of COVID-19. Stuff like, you know, leaving the car running in the in the garage. Kind of die. Anyway, it's fine. I'm just... I just really want attention. I don't really... I don't really want anything. Everything's fine. I wouldn't really worry about it. Anyway, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com if you need me. You can find me on Facebook. Why would you want to? Uh, well, I guess I could put up a couple of gems. I did. Just last week. Or you can join the Change of Address Facebook page if you want. You can leave an iTunes review. Like, please. It really doesn't take long. It really, really doesn't. And it means so much. It means so very much. And if you want to donate, you can go to uh, changeofaddress.podbean.com and throw me a nickel or two. Or you can use the Amazon link there as well. Why not? Treat me. Why not? What's 10 bucks to someone like you during a pandemic when you don't have money for yourself? And I'm lucky. Just letting you know, Trudeau's not just handing out $2,000 tax-free for fun to every single person in the country. It's not happening that way. They're like so obsessed with me. Okay, thanks for the iTunes review. Okay, love you. Okay, love you. Okay, bye. Bye, bye, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh my god, you guys. I forgot the whole point of making fun of my sister. I'm hiding in my bathroom so my kids don't see me. Blah, blah, blah. I was at my mom's house, kind of drunk. She's going on and on about keto, and she feels like she made relish by putting a bunch of pickles in the food processor. So yeah, that's cool. And then I volunteered to give her some of my hard-earned, hand-cut, beautiful relish. And when I did give it to her, uh, she's like, wow, it tastes really strong. Oh, you cut it? So chunky. It's like, yeah, I hate drunk me because you really fucked future me. Because now she won't stop talking to me and I want to put a fork in my eye. What I was trying to get across about this whole keto thing is that she said, you know, this diet, it's amazing. Like the energy I have, like the sheer amount of energy, it's unreal. Right. Okay, sure, Jen, sure. Maybe you have so much fucking energy because you hardly ever work and you don't take care of the house that you live in. You don't help with laundry or dishes or any of the landscaping that needs to be done or general upkeep or, you know, vacuum or anything like the nerve of her like she's just so in her own universe that she doesn't understand how fucking stupid that statement was to make especially to me i just thought that was hilarious maybe you don't maybe you should maybe you won't do you want to hear me rip the duct tape off the back of my foot listen oh there's one more hang on i have two feet after all hold on that's an old mailman trick if you ever get blistered on the backs of your ankles A little bit of polysporin, band-aid, and duct tape, golden. Okay, love you, bye, bye, bye. For real this time, though, bye.